Welcome to Time to Restore podcast. Join us as we engage in healing conversations from a therapy and faith perspective, exploring what it means to restore our whole selves. We would love your support, so if you would subscribe and leave a rating for us, we would really appreciate that as well. We invite you to take time with us as we consider today's topic. Hey, we're so glad you found Time to Restore. My name is Kate, and I'm here with Chrissy. We are both therapeutic professionals, active in our local church. We love community, we love people, and we love talking about the healing process. So we wanted to take this first episode of our podcast to just introduce ourselves and explain who we are and like the purpose and why we're making this podcast. Yes, so much of our heart behind why we are here um, and really what we want to do with each episode is to invite you to consider a topic that we present, um, reflect on that topic, and then each episode will also have, we're going to call it a reflective meditation, uh, where we create time for you to restore around that topic, um, some self-reflection, things like that. And so as we identify ourselves today, introduce ourselves to you, really share with you who we are and why we're doing this. We wanted to invite you to consider this topic of identity, framing our experiences of who we are, maybe who we've been, who we are now, and who we're becoming, and how that can give us some structure and direction and purpose. Um, It can also help us be aware of maybe places where we've put parts of our identity have become distorted or have become emphasized in some maybe even unhelpful ways. Exactly. I mean, identity is part of what we do. And but it does become distorted when we put our value or the foundation of who we are on what we do or where we stand or like a social class or a structure of like an organization. Um, So for us, even as we prepared of like, how do we lay out the first episode? That's where we got our gears started turning about identity, because some of what we want to talk about is where we're coming from. It does matter. It does matter that we've put so many hours of our minds and our effort into what we've learned, thought about, um, who like professionally what we do, um, even as believers, even as people who like are would like ha- carry that identifier as I'm a Christian mm-hmm. believer, like that does matter to who we are and. Um, And I'm also a mental health counselor. I'm a a professional counselor by profession. And Chrissy, you are a... Licensed marriage and family therapist. Exactly. And so that does matter to like in terms of what we bring to the table. Yeah, exactly. But we didn't want to get caught up as like, hey, that's where we think we're valuable. Right. And wanted, you know, to give you information about who we are and really more, you know, we're going to talk in a second about how we met and kind of where this came from. Um, But more so wanted to talk about this idea of identity and where we kind of sometimes get trapped into defining our whole selves by some of these outward presentations of what we can offer the world, which are beautiful and wonderful. And also, how do we be reflective of of what those identities, the roles that those identities play in our lives and the lives of those around us? So let's start with how we met. Yes, let's do it. We met through your husband, Joey, who lived with my husband, Matt, and myself. He lived with us for about three years. He came to live with us as a young adult. And we are friends with his whole family, and they're amazing people. His parents have been instrumental in our lives. We love them dearly. So Joey came to live with Matt and me, and Matt and Joey have a great connection because they just love people. They love having fun, mm-hmm. and that's awesome. And so years after Joey moved out, and he actually moved, we lived in a neighborhood together, and then he met you. Yes. And then we all met you. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> yeah and we all met because we go to the same church and like you had mentioned like the connection of ministry doing ministry together our husbands actually both work together at the same church mm-hmm. um so there's a long-standing history it feels like we're talking yeah. about years and years but it's but really like a depth of history in that and so I kind of joined the clan if you will um grew up in Connecticut moved to California for school things like that ended up coming back home um and got involved with the church we're a part of met Joey um and so got to then meet Matt and Kate because of that Matt was his best man in our wedding um and then really because of those relationships being formed that's when Kate and I really got to become friends and get to know each other right and we were kind of going through school different we had different schools different programs and we were going through them pretty much at about the same time Mm -hmm. I went back to school later in life never never let anything hold you back if you feel called to something go ahead and do it Mm -hmm. I mean yeah and it's it's kind of on that note I think there's oftentimes so much concern about like how you're supposed to do things Mm. like the timeline of things right and that's sometimes where we get tripped up about you know some people feel a ton of pressure right after high school to go to college and then feel a ton of pressure right after college to go to grad school Mm -hmm. and sometimes you need to create that space where back to identity your whole identity is not in the next level thing you can do it's in I would say (laughs) trying to understand more of who you are like really Mm -hmm. understanding your identity a, a deeper course so Kate's story being a little bit longer um, than mine, I, I also took some time after college to do the work thing and kind of understand more of who I was and what I wanted to do, but then also end up going back to grad school and pursuing therapeutic schooling. <laughs> I don't know wh- why I called it that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, and I think that that is what brought us here today to say, hey, how can we take what we're learning and apply it with our faith and help other people along the journey as well. Yeah, and, and just this idea of, really, I think, I also think about this podcast coming out of just like, you know, Joey and Matt are like working out or doing something and we're sitting in the kitchen. <laughs> One of our kitchens just like talking about either what we're learning in school or about what like relationships or people, like it's just this like natural conversation that happens with us, which is right. a lot of why we wanted to do this is we just both very much love to talk about healing and people and relationships. One of the things I've loved about getting to know you in general, but also like in this context is not being afraid to go into the messy with people Mm -hmm. and with yourself, which is something I enjoy now doing. I didn't before and enjoy maybe is the wrong word, but like embrace as important. See the benefit of. Yeah. And so like that, that idea of to find healing And this is kind of what we're going to talk about, a lot of what we're going to talk about in future episodes, but to find healing, we often have to go into the messy places. So this is awesome too, because I came to faith at 21, went through massive, massive healing process for my own internal world, going through spiritual retreats and reading books and in um, connecting with small groups in my church that really helped me process some of my own painful memories and things Mm. that I brought upon myself during adolescence and stuff. And I think about how great that was for me and then Matt and my fast forward we had now have a house with m- like m- many people coming to live with us and my one of my favorite things was to sit on the couch with anyone and walk through their internal process or pain mm-hmm. and like years into it one of the people who lived with us who has become a close friend of mine she encouraged me okay, you need to go to school for this. You need to Mm -hmm. go to school for counseling. And at the time I thought it was ridiculous because 
I was a mom of a toddler and a baby. It's just not my time. Plus, I didn't do well in high school, even though I was like one of the brightest kids in my elementary school. Because of whatever happened in my high school years, I just like didn't take school seriously. But as an adult, I went back and realized like I love to learn. And being a person of faith, I really had to ask myself the question, do I care? Do I think faith is enough to help people get free or be healed? Be, and I would then go to scripture and it says in Second Peter chapter 1, supplement your faith with virtue, your mm. virtue with knowledge. And it says more, but that particular scripture really helped me understand that it is a godly thing to supplement my faith with knowledge. So when I went back to school, all of it was honestly just to help me find the tools that I needed to help walk people through the harder parts of their healing journey, which I realized sitting with some people that I didn't have the tools. Mm. I didn't know how how to help people through the harder parts. And that's what led me to developing myself as a person I now really feel strongly that I want to be a lifelong learner Mm. and continue to grow and learn in in my experiences in a different kind of but similar way I think when I think back on my experience of what's brought me to where we're at right now um, I felt have often felt this like draw to helping people heal Mm. and even I remember when I was younger um, just like wanting to mentor younger girls and help them be the women they can be even like people a year younger than me have always had this like developer strength in me um and so would do that just naturally and like you said kind of from a faith perspective and offer what I could especially as like a 15 year old kid who's like well I'm a year older so I can at least tell you what I've learned like that kind of thing um which is great and was helpful at the time um but similar like hit this point where it was feeling a little bit like I have so much I want to offer and don't know that I have all that I need to offer it. And Mm. um, I ended up coming back to Connecticut due to my mom being ill and moving back home to help take care of her. But I have distinct memories sitting with her and her saying, you should really go back to school to become a therapist. Like that would be in line with what you've been wanting to do. This like inner call for healing, helping people heal. Um, I love music and for me like songwriting and even like playing piano has such healing qualities to them trying to express for myself what I've gone through give people language to sing out what they're going through um all those things have kind of all tied together to this this idea of I want to help people heal Mm -hmm. I want to be a conduit of healing um and similar to you felt like I had enough but not not as much as I wanted to be able to have and so um did take my mom's advice though it's ter- It's a little scary to go back to school. It, it is scary. It's and overwhelming. And you, you really have to step into the unknown and decide if I fail, if I succeed, I want to try. Yeah, exactly. And like you said before, like being a lifelong learner, mm-hmm. I want to be someone who's open to always being more better, more a better version of myself, a, a person that's open to growth and healing, um, expansion, um, and so, yeah, similar to, to you in that of like feeling like, okay, there's a lot of power and strength in what I've cultivated, what I've been taught, all these types of things. And yet, how could I go a step further and actually have more to offer people? And what does this have to do with identity, right? Because at the same time that these yeah. things are happening internally, I can speak for myself, internally, I'm going, I'll be more significant. Mm. I'll be more important. I'll have more to offer. 
Right. And that's where identity can become distorted. Mm -hmm. Because really, I'm enough. Whether or not I get the education, whether or not I have the capability. And some people might be educated in nursing or science or teaching or some of these other things, or you have a trade. You know, my husband, Matt, he's incredible. Before he became a pastor, he worked in construction and was so incredibly good at construction. That was something that was like he excelled at. But did that speak to his value as a human being? Mm. Sometimes he'd get into an elevator at some of these like higher up um, in society places where he's the construction worker and he's in with the executive. And he would reflect on just jokingly it wasn't it it wasn't impactful because Matt has always had his own sense of self like he's Mm. he's not an insecure guy at all and he's always known his value as a person and where he stands and at the same time he would notice the way that maybe an executive would treat him Mm. because we do size each other up in society right I'm even reflecting too that it's ironic to me (laughs) the job that I'm in and the role that the school I went for and all that because so much of my life my goal my dream my this is what I'm going to do with my life was a performer Mm. songwriter singer worship leader stage up front I want to have a voice that people listen to sometimes I came from a good place (laughs) admittedly a lot of it was wanting to be like you said earlier wanting to be significant Mm. wanting to have someone say oh wow she's playing a role that like point out the role I'm playing so you're, it's, it, you're important you're important exactly so it's I every once in a while just kind of like laugh to myself that I am in the role that I'm in because I'm sitting in quiet rooms with one person confidential to keep that information to myself yes, right unless right. they're like at harm or at risk right so it's interesting that like my like identity right now as a therapist is actually very fulfilling like I'm loving getting to play the role I'm playing and yet it's like almost the exact opposite of what I always thought I wanted because I thought identity had to be someone telling me I was important because I was publicly playing a significant role yeah and now I'm in in rooms (laughs) where the door is shut and the information is kept in that space and I feel important and I think it's okay to say that because I'm I give myself to my clients and like really offer like my full attention and my education um but it's it's in a different way I guess right our vocational significance is in the hidden place the hidden place I was just gonna say that yeah and that's that's the, the vocational significance and vocational significance is an important part of the way that we feel about ourselves Mm -hmm. definitely it is I mean it's not the intrinsic value of being a human and we need to ground ourselves there. And many times we don't ground ourselves there and we yeah. make the mistake of grounding ourselves in our vocational significance or in our family significance. Mm-hmm. Who, who am I in the family role? In my income significance, what do I have? And truly all these things need to be grounded in that I'm intrinsically valuable because I'm human. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, do I feel good about what I do every day and put my energy and effort into? Right. Because I think we could go the other way and say, it doesn't matter what I do, I'm important just because I am. 
that's true, but it does matter what I do. Right. I want to feel good at the end of the day about where I put my effort and my energy. Yeah. And because this identity can give us this direction of purpose of like, this is who I am. And how does that impact how I live my life? How mm-hmm. do I live my day? You know, and, and I think both in vocation, but even in, like you were saying, like family roles, like I am a wife, mm-hmm. I am a sister. And how does that impact how I live my life? How do I pay attention to what I do and how that impacts my husband or my niece or, you know, and so sometimes like, I guess what I'm trying to say is knowing who we are in identity sometimes holds us, I don't holds us accountable is the right word, but helps Mm. us be reflective of our impact. Well, what's interesting is if I put my value in the fact that I'm a wife, I am going to, my, my self-esteem is going to rise and fall on whether or not I'm doing a good job being a wife Yeah, Mm -hmm. or whether or not my partner is evaluating me as doing a good job right. as being a wife mm-hmm. and that there's so many variables there yeah whereas if i'm grounded in the fact that i have intrinsic value because i'm human and this is where you know with marriages it can be difficult because you you want to serve the other person and yet not lose yourself mm-hmm. being a parent is the same right. you want to serve your children and yet not lose yourself and it can be really hard to find the balance yes. of what that is. Well, you can easily find the balance if you know that you're valuable. Yeah. If you're starting there, then everything you do is going to correspond with that. If you are going to do something relationally with the question mark of am I valuable, then what you do is all dependent upon whether or not you feel approved of. Yeah. Absolutely. Or celebrated. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about identity. We're talking about this idea of how do we, who do we, who do we see ourselves to be? What role do we play? How does that impact how we are in the world? In this first episode, as we thought about how do we want to introduce who we are, how we met, why we're doing this podcast, that's where the idea of identity started to unravel, that this is a great opportunity even to ask you to look at your own self and the areas of insecurity or what do you use to prop yourself up? What do you use as a way to measure Mm. if you are adding value or if you're not valuable? And really put these things in order of where they belong because being human is valuable enough and your class in society does not get to dictate your value. What you do, whether it's out in front of a bunch of people or it's behind closed doors or you're building the building that the executives are working in. It matters that you're valuable. And at the end of the day, can you walk away from what you do and say, I I worked well, I was diligent, I love what I produced today, regardless of whatever feedback you're going to get from others. We wanted also to give the why of this podcast to be able to structure and define what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. We decided to come here to offer a time for people to reflect on themselves in various ways, depending on what we, what we ended up talking about that day. Both in the content of the episodes, as you'll hear, and then also in this time at the end of meditation to Mm -hmm. reflect and consider through breath, through space, through guided prompts, places that the topic we present might need some restoration or consideration or curiosity. Hmm. The way we're going to do our reflective meditation is we're going to use breath. Breath is very key 
to engaging our our brain in a way that is deeper level. So when we breathe in deeply, we push push down on our diaphragm. It's called diaphragmic breathing. And then we breathe out. And I love, when I breathe out, I love to open mouth, breathe out. The more you practice this kind of breathing, the more you'll understand and kind of grasp what it's doing for you physically and mentally. What you're doing is you're engaging your nervous system, you're engaging your brain to reflect, to be able to get to that introspective, reflective place. And we're gonna do this with the idea of identity. So take a deep breath in and breathe it out. identity. How do you define yourself? No judgment. Just give honest reflection. Be open to yourself. Is it about what you do? A job title? Is it the lack of a job title? Maybe you're a homemaker, a student, Breathe in, let it out. Think about the role you play in your family or friends or workplace. Think about how the society would define your role. Are you a parent? Are you married, divorced? Are you a widow or widower? Maybe you're a boss, the leader. Maybe you're the provider. Maybe you're an underling or the servant. Breathe in, breathe out. Think about the labels that you carry. Good, you're bad. Are you too much? Are you not enough? A liar, an addict? you strong, pretty, or ugly, activist, introvert or extrovert, breathe in, breathe out. Maybe it's your experiences of success or privilege or poverty, failure. Maybe it's the adventure or the boredom or the tragedy and trauma. Breathe in, breathe out. You are you, irreplaceable intrinsically valuable. You are healable. 
everything that makes up you can be used. No one person is greater than another. Your life matters. Breathe in. Breathe out. Thank God for you, uniquely designed, unmistakable, as a bearer of life, destined into the world as the only one quite like you. Breathe in, breathe out. May you be at peace and thank you for finding Time to Restore. Thanks for listening. This podcast is not intended to take the place of medical or professional services. Please go to psychologytoday.com to search for a qualified professional in your area, or you can call and ask your insurance provider.